0: Welcome to the Go and Tell Gals podcast with Jess Connolly and Kenesha Bikes. Today, we're talking to one of our friends, a woman who runs on mission. We are praying this conversation leaves you fired up and ready to go right where you're at. We're super thankful for you. Let's go. Trillia, thank you so much for joining us today on the Go and Tell Gals podcast. We're so grateful to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Listen, I have to tell you off the bat, I'm going to disobey my husband just right off the bat, but we are longtime followers of yours on Twitter, and oh. he did quote you in a sermon a few weeks ago. He oh. quoted your Twitter. That's so encouraging. <laughs> so yeah, when I was pulling out of the driveway to come record this podcast, he said, tell Trillia I said, hi, don't tell her I quoted her in my sermon. I was like, why? That's so. I was like, that would bless me. Yeah. Well, tell him it does. And it encourages me as a woman, but as,
1: yeah, that he would value my words enough. He's shepherding these people. So, so that to me is so it's encouraging and humbling and it puts the fear of the Lord in me. You know, you want to say the right (laughs) thing. You're (laughs) You're not wrong.
0: Help me. (laughs) Same, same. Genuinely, though, I just started following you on Instagram. I have been a longtime Twitter follower because you are sharing so much wisdom and insight over there. But I would love to talk, first of all, about your new book about Creative God, Colorful Us, because as I said, we we lead a church here in Charleston, and we just bought a few copies to have here in our kids' ministry. But I'd love to hear all about it, how it came into being. Yeah. So Creative God Colorful Less is a chapter book.
1: So I have a, a hardback paper, I don't know what you call those, board book, a board book for kids called God's Very Good Idea. And what I realized is that That book is for ages zero to six, but older kids were reading it. And it's funny, I even had a college kid, which isn't a kid, but a college, a young adult, (laughs) take a picture and send it to me. I mean, so people were reading this kid's book and I realized what was needed was for those kids, they're going to graduate from that and they're going to need uh, greater in-depth understanding of what God's word has to say about us as image bearers and how we have ruined his idea through our sin and how we can dislike each other for silly stupid reasons like the color of our skin and how we can fight those things and how we can truly love our neighbor as ourselves and so that's how creative God colorful us came about is that I just saw a need for this. There's not a lot of books for this age group, which is ages eight to 12 or six to 12. I mean, there's not a lot of resources. And I saw that need and asked the Lord for help and guidance. and, And here comes a chapter book. So that was it. It was just to help the person continue to dive into
0: what God's word says about us and about himself. So good. Okay, talking about those in-between ages, I did warn you a little bit. So I am so eager to talk to another mom with some in-between ages because I was telling you, I feel like moms on the internet are very vocal until about eight about raising their kids and making their snacks and doing their crafts. And then I feel like there's we enter a, a silent period from about like eight to 18 where we don't really talk about our kids. And some of that is because we can't, right? Like Yes. yes they start having their own personalities and we need to ask their permission and all of that but tell me about the ages of your kids right now
1: yes so i have an 11 almost 12 year old girl and a 14 almost 15 in a month which i can't believe year old boy so i am right in the throes of preteen and teenage years and yeah. i really love it i just <laughs> i know yeah i just have I'm fascinated by them and how God has made them and their little minds, how they're thinking and trying, they're asking so many hard questions. <laughs> so they keep us on our feet, but it's just a really interesting and unique time to watch them develop. Into I little- couldn't agree
0: more. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. I couldn't agree more. I have a 14-year-old, a 13-year-old and a 12-year-old. And we also have an eight-year-old. But when we started hitting this, I was like, nobody told me. I mean, this is, it's like a little stinky sometimes. It's like, it's real. We're out here, but it's so fun. It's the most fun. It's really wild. It's really sweet. I'm curious, what is it like with your kids and your books and book writing and ministry? And I mean, and you work outside of just writing books, you do so many things.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting because like every parent who does anything that's a little bit public, you're just your their parent. So so I think that the only time very recently they've started to realize that mommy knows people outside of and they don't call me mommy. They'd be so embarrassed that I just said mommy. They call me (laughs) mom. That is hilarious. But anyways, that people might notice me outside of the context of even my local church, and and they're starting to realize, oh, she's she can be out sometimes, and people and they think that's kind of funny. But they have actually been pretty involved in my book writing as they've gotten older. I've asked them to read chapters and critique things, and so they're they're kind of invested. They've read they've they're reading my stuff and. They encouraged me quite a bit, which has been a sweet, it's been sweet for writing. Speaking, they want, especially my daughter, she's now kind of like, either stop traveling or take me with you. Those are your choices. Yeah. <laughs> and so I will have to slow down and not travel and speak as much because they're just at that ages. I think with the younger ages, all you're really missing is pooping and, you know, maybe, you know. Right. But this is like... They're really developing their worldview on so yeah. many things. And they're it's such a teaching time that I do I do find that they they miss me when I'm gone. Like they can oh, feel 100%. it. So so it's yes. a different season. Yeah.
0: I've said the exact same thing to women who travel or even like need to work outside the home or choose to work outside the home who will say, like, it you know, it'll be easier when they're older. And I'm like, I'm not saying it's gonna be harder, but I am saying It is for me. It was a lot easier when they were two, three, four, five, and now that they're twelve and they want to sit on my bed till eleven, and they can say, Oh, why are you going? Like, why? Why are you leaving?" I'm like, "Well, that was that's hard to answer." I know, yeah. (laughs) But so your daughter is eleven now, so my daughter is thirteen, and I will tell you, in the last two years, she's become my little roadie my little assistant oh, so and it's the dream. I mean, oh. she's kind of great and yeah. she is a women's ministry pro. I mean, she's got, <laughs> and she has every t-shirt from, you know, as many churches in America that she can have. And she, she, she works the book table. Like she can oh. roll with it. She's great. She loves that it. That
1: is so sweet. Yeah. My daughter's ready. She's, she's like mom. She mostly, if there's anyone who wants to send me to Hawaii, she's on
0: board. <laughs> You're not joking. You're not joking. I'm sure my daughter has literally said the same. Like, are there any conferences in Hawaii? I'm like, no, sweetie. You're going to go to North Dakota with me. I know exactly. North Dakota is great. I'm not saying know. there's anything wrong with oh North Dakota. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go to a small town right outside of some place you've never heard of. It's going to be awesome.
1: It's going to be awesome. But but I will say this. One of the things that we're focused on my daughter because she is the one who's been talked to me most about the ministry and going with me, but she's asked me recently if we could visit all 50 states together. So so I'm attempting to take her on little trips as able and you know financially possible. So it's just a fun it is see, it's just a unique and fun age. It's it's yeah. been unique. So I'm grateful.
0: Okay, so I don't want to monopolize your time about motherhood, but I I do want to just ask one more question and say this, because I feel like a question, and, and this has to do with mission and motherhood, whether you're in ministry, whether you're in business, whether you are a hairstylist or a barista or a dog walker, like this is the deal. Once we bring kids into the equation, I feel like I hear women ask a lot, like, how do I balance it? How do you balance it? And I do think sometimes, I don't know if it's the enemy of our souls that keeps us from asking this, but I think sometimes the invitation for us is just to invite them in and just to say, like, you know, can I tell you about this? (laughs) Can I tell you why I'm going to be gone tonight? Can I tell you why this has been a little bit of a stressful week for me? And we have another team member on the Go and Tell Gals team, Hensley, who is also my who's a new mom, but is also my kid's youth leader and a few weeks ago she was like hey I just gotta tell you that tonight at youth group Elias your oldest son asked for prayer for you for your book and I was like are you kidding me are you kidding me so what has that been like to invite them in like have you had conversations about it I'm just curious yeah so what we've Done in our home is invite
1: them into our life. So it's it's not just our work; it's our whole life. And and I think part I I joke that we are a repenting family <laughs> because we sin all out. I mean, like, come on, yeah, yeah. So, but I think part of that is that, that we want to as on mission. Show them what it's really like to be a Christian, to walk and to fail and to ask for forgiveness, um, to be to have those hard days. Like every day is not great. And to be able to how do you walk through life? And so we we try not to pretend or to be real buttoned up or to or to categorize like they're only invited into this part of our our life. So and of course, there are some things they don't know about our finances. Right. We're not unless we have to say no to something. And then we explain why. And so yeah, we're we're trying to just be really human. And so that's one of the things that we have done, just my husband and I and our family. And and we'll find out. We also tell them they are an experiment. (laughs) Like, hey, we love you. We do not know what we're doing. But we are some, you know, we're begging God for help. And this is the... Advice we're going to give you. This is how we're going to teach you. This is where how we're going to walk. And they know that we're doing it all imperfectly, but we're trying. So, so the answer is yes. We're inviting them in, but not just our work, work all of life. Because I just don't know how else we would do it. But that's you know that's what we're doing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, gals, it's Brenna. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you know Team Go and Tell Gals, you know that we are passionate about counseling and therapy. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. What is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you'd like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, or maybe you're not dealing well with stress and you just need someone to talk to. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve abundance. And now you don't have to even worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to worry about seeing anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. It's always a good time to invest in your mental health. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Go and Tell Gals listeners get 10% off of their first month at betterhelp.com slash that's betterhelp.com slash go and tell gals. Okay, back to the show.
0: I literally have told my kids so many times. I'm like, listen, when you leave this house, I don't know if you're going to know how to roast a chicken. I don't know <laughs> if you're going to know how to balance a checkbook. I don't know if you're going to know how to do the laundry. I know you're going to know how to sin. I know you're going to know how to say you're sorry. And I know you're going to know how to need God. Those mm. are the three things <laughs> I can guarantee that I can control. Maybe your dad can help you with the chicken. Like we'll see. <laughs> it's not, it's not gonna be me. Not, not, that's not what I bring to the table. <laughs> okay,
1: I do bring chicken cooking to the table.
0: Okay, okay. He can
1: help them garden. Yeah. That's my my husband garden. I cannot. Good for the life of me do that sort of thing but I love to cook
0: so, so good so
1: good we eat pizza all day long if it were up to third so
0: I love it which you know it's also sometimes fun sometimes pizza all day long is great my kids would love that yes, yes. So I want to back up a little bit. Obviously, your new book came out, not your first book. But will you talk a little bit about what work and mission looks like for you? Not just in your day job, but just what does mission look like in your life?
1: Yeah, so that's really interesting because I have to be really intentional. And when I talk about mission, I should probably define what I am meaning because everyone has such a different definition of that. So when I think mission, I literally think of Jesus's words to the disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and obeying all that He commands. So that is where my brain goes. So for me, part of that is, of course, evangelism. I have to be extremely intentional because I work in Christian ministry. So I am working with a publisher. I work with a publisher as an acquisitions editor. So that is typically with Christians. And then, I'm, I speak at churches, but I don't assume the gospel. In other words, I share the gospel every time I speak, and I assume someone doesn't know it. But then when, with my neighbors, I, I don't bring up what I do because I, I want to be not the, you know, like if when pastors say they're a pastor, it kind of changes. I don't typically go around saying I'm a I'm an author typically. And Mm -hmm. so I have given away my books evangelistically, though. Anyways, and so I have to think missionally that way. Just I want to get to know my neighbors and love my neighbors and be normal and pray that that leads to conversations about the Lord. But then I also think within that missional, aspect when we're thinking of that text to go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey. Part of my mission is also in teaching. So I'm discipling my kids and I'm discipling through writing and I'm discipling through helping other writers write. And so there's a lot of that that I think is part of what my mission is and how God Mm -hmm. has equipped me to be on mission. So those are the ordinary hospitality, loving your neighbor, having people over, getting to know people, and leading to relationships where I can share the gospel. Mm-hmm. And then being on mission through discipleship, to disciple and teach people to obey all that he has commanded. So that is part of how I am on mission through through writing and speaking and developing other people and other resources it's a joy. So that's, that's how I apply it.
0: Yeah. And tweeting things that pastors can use in sermons because I mean, that happens.
1: Well, I do believe, yes. And so encouraging, but I do believe that social media is, is unique in that it can be a source of, I mean, well, we've all seen it. It can be a source of encouragement and light, Mm -hmm. or it can be destructive. Mm -hmm. And so I do pray that my words are life-giving and, and can be a, mi- a place for mission. As a matter of fact, most of, my, most of my friends, especially on Facebook, aren't Christians. A lot of them aren't because they're from my pa- past. Like, so I didn't become a Christian until I was 22. So I have so many friends who would not proclaim or profess faith in Jesus. And that to me... I believe I can represent the Lord. Well, I'm going to fail or I can, I don't know. I just, I really do have a conviction about how we write and speak and on social media.
0: Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I don't, yeah.
1: I wish we all kind of could step back and think through the ramifications of it. Mm-hmm. Really.
0: Yeah. And not even from a, which I absolutely know you feel this way from just watching you and following you online, not from a fear place. I feel like immediately like the enemy wants to be like, yep, yep, be scared. Everything you say, you're going to be canceled. I'm like, no, 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 not from a fear place, but from like a reverence of I love God and I love his people and I want to love them well. And so in light of that, in light of the being human in your home, the being human in your mission. One question we love to ask women on the podcast, which makes me so excited to ask you because I feel like you really will give us the goods. But what's hard? <laughs> what's difficult about this season of your mission, of like loving your neighbors, of leading and teaching writers and people about God and His Word and His truth? Is there anything that's been particularly difficult in this season?
1: Yeah, so in this season is unique because we're talking COVID, right? So if you want me to get that specific, I thought I trusted God. <laughs> and then last March happened, yes. and I realized that I trusted the, my plan, I trusted that the everyday was pretty much the same. I trusted in the kind of general routine. So when that was stripped last March and I didn't know if my kids were going back to school and I couldn't, I didn't know when I was going to, I just started at Moody Publishers, which is where I work. And I wasn't really sure if I was going to be speaking. And I just, when everything became uncertain, Mm -hmm. I have never experienced the level of anxiety. And it wasn't my mind. Well, yeah, it was my mind, but it was my body. Like I could feel like chest pressure, throat closing, this anxiety. And the Lord was very kind to me because I think what He revealed was that I theologically have all the answers. <laughs> like I could tell you scripture after scripture after scripture about do not be anxious and do not fear and in some I have suffered. I've had four mm-hmm. miscarriages. I've suffered. So I could go down the line. But it was something about stripping away the everyday security that put me flat on my face. Yeah. And so every day since last March has been a trusting Lord walk of faith. I don't remember ever experiencing before, where I So I I would say this whole season, I've just probably come out of that kind of, oh, I can breathe and, you know, I still don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. So even recently, I was supposed to go to Chicago and I couldn't go because they needed negative COVID tests. But I, yeah, I was unaware until that same week and I couldn't get it turned over fast enough. So I had to record something. My response to that a year ago would have probably been just deep, you know, panic, but it was not. I, I just thought, okay, well, we're just going to pivot. We're going to do this and the Lord's is in control. Everything's okay. And I think that's because the Lord had to do some pruning to help me learn to trust him. So this season has been really unique and ask me in two years. It may be different.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's just been a unique season of learning to trust the Lord again. I was telling somebody in church yesterday, she was saying, you know, how you doing? How's your soul? And she said, you know, she was like, I think I'm okay. Like, I think or like a few months. Ago, I think I'm okay. And I said, I really do believe that we're going to look back and see some perseverance, some tenacity, some hope, some genuine faith and trust. But I do think it's going to take a minute for us to get over the pains of it. I have a funny thing that used to happen with our church. Do you know the worship song, Build My Life? I'm a horrible singer, but I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone, and I will not be shaken. What's
1: I think so. I think so. <laughs>
0: I'm a really bad singer, so like, you <laughs> know, so there's great. that. <laughs> Brenna, our producer, is nodding <laughs> her head, so it is an actual song. Some of you, I know, maybe I, I you can't hear it because I can't sing. It's an actual song. It's called Build My Life, and my church loves to sing it. They are worshiping sings What's it really What's the chorus? Well. So I'm so you, curious now. <laughs> yeah, well, how does the chorus go? I think that might be it. Oh, why
1: can't I not big? I'm sure I know it. Go ahead,
0: though. I will build my life up. <laughs> this is the weirdest podcast episode ever right now. Oh, holy, there is no one like you. Oh, yeah, there is yeah, no beside yeah. you. Open it. Yeah, I think that's part of it. So pe- people holy, do those together, maybe. Yeah, there okay. There is no one like you. There is no open up. Yeah, so maybe that's the yeah, yeah. bridge. <laughs> I will build my... Anyways, when we were singing at my church, I had this bad, funny habit of interrupting them. I would say that, guys, we got to really watch it with these words. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation. I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. We can pray that. But I was like, I know you guys. So you're shaken. Yep. Like I'm shaken. Like Tuesday when our meeting gets canceled, we're shaken. Like Tuesday when our bank account hits negative, we are shaken. We are shook. We're not like that's right, God. I built my life upon Your love. Everything's. fine. I mean, so we sing it as a prayer. We don't sing it as some kind of wild, like belief about us or truth about us. Yeah. So I said, let's take it as a prayer. But I told them after we came back from the pandemic, I was like, I'm never going to interrupt you guys anymore because y'all lived that out. You did. We were all shaken, yeah. and we all came back, and we all like are worshiping God still. So I was like, you, I'm a lich. I'll sing. <laughs> you can sing. <laughs> you you all earned it. Yeah, you earned that bridge. Yep, yeah, you sing it as a testimony because y'all made it through 2020, and you still like God, and you're still looking at Him, and you're still loving people, and you're still using what you've got for the good of others. Like you get to keep singing. So now I just everybody looks at me like, "Are you going to do it again?" I'm like, "I'm not. Just sing, just sing, just sing."
1: <laughs> well, well, one of the things, and I don't even know if I said this, but Romans eight has been life verse for me this yeah. year because of that. Like nothing will separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, not tribulation, nothing. There is a staying power. And so I'm glad that you are letting them sing that.
0: (laughs) They are too. They really did not enjoy the pastor's wife who continually interrupted them trying to worship. So I think they're all very glad as well.
1: (laughs) That's so great.
0: Well, Trillia, we are so grateful for you. We are so grateful for how you're using what you have for the good of others and the glory of God. Lastly, we just want to ask, how can we be praying for you? How can the go and tell gals just be fighting for you in the throne room? Gosh, I love that question. Thank you.
1: Well, I think
0: this next season will be,
1: it will be summer. And so I'm just trying to think through how best to serve my kids. As I mentioned to you before we hit record, I am taking my daughter on a little trip so that we can just get to know her as she's maturing and growing and we, she can ask me any question. And so this is kind of the stage that I am in with my children. So wisdom, I think, is what you can pray. You can pray for wisdom as they're growing. And then I am also in the throes of writing. And as a writer, you know, I need all the prayers. <laughs> so just wisdom and knowledge and also time and space, brain space for that, because I haven't, it's been a while since I've written and in coming out of a fog, you know, I'm not really sure how that's going to go. So just any kind of prayers for endurance through writing would be
0: great as well. Thank you. Absolutely. We are so thankful for you. Thank you for your time and your generosity and your wisdom. We are very grateful. Thank you. Hey friends, thanks for joining us today. We pray this conversation encouraged and equipped you. God is mighty in you. We want to encourage you to keep going. If you have not subscribed to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, make sure you do that. We want to make sure that you hear all our new episodes and absolutely please follow along at Go and Tell Gals on Instagram.